Welcome to the Lifelinks Podcast, where we share stories of pushing past the stigma of diversity to embrace love of self and cultural identity, because we're not blending in. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also the creator of this content. If you want to chat more about what we talk about here on the show, please reach out to me on whatever platform you enjoy on social media. We're available at Lifelinks or on our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X. I'd love to engage with you more on these topics and hear more of what you have to say about them. Hola, chicas. How are you doing on this Wednesday? I hope this week of April is going to be great for you. And you have summer on your horizon? I know here that sun is finally starting to stay steady. Do you know it's International Tell a Story Day today? It's intended to encourage people to share their stories of any type as a way to get to know each other. So guess what? We are way ahead of them. Here we share stories weekly, but at home, I hope you're sharing stories daily because that's the only way to pass on generations of family knowledge and stories as part of the recorded history. Trust me, you have to start as early as you can to pass on those stories, ladies, because it becomes more of a challenge as you add in your own history on top of family history. And all of it is so valuable. It's intriguing and it really helps us understand each other. I tell a lot of stories from my mother because they support the purpose of this podcast. Pushing past that stigma of diversity to really embrace the true identity. And since May is only days away, this is even more fitting. Why, you ask? Because May is known as the month of mothers across many communities. Most common, Mother's Day, which is only 10 days out. So remember, your mummies. There's also the entire month of Catholic celebration for the Virgin Mary, a very prominent focus in the Latino and Hispanic cultures. Even the origins of the month's name, Maya, is the Greek goddess of the earth, rebounding in growth and known for love and success. Now, does that last line not define mothers overall? the givers of life, love, and success. Plus, we are still here in Earth Month, April 27th, Mother Earth, who we must do our part to cherish every day. So today we're starting the month this weekend with this episode on the relationships with our mothers, who we dearly love, and how we are both inseparable and at odds with him on any given day because of our cultural identity. We're talking about how diversity, either culturally or generationally or both, can have us wondering where to draw a line, a very soft line, between our current day demands and our cultural demands. And is there room for both? This can go really deep. So this is why we need the whole month to unpack some of this. 
Today, let's focus on the uptick of finding our cultural grounding in relation to our mothers. Because honestly, we tend to come back to them, especially when we develop compassion for what they've been through, which usually only happens after we've been through it ourselves. As younger people, we're kind of bad about offering compassion for what someone else is going through if we haven't experienced it ourselves. Hence the need for empathy first in order to understand, to offer compassion. If only we could get this right sooner. So take a moment to think about any dilemmas that come up for you. Where does the cultural demand begin to overweigh the current day demands? Or where are you basing today's decisions on your cultural identity? Have you created a mashup of both? Okay, while you're pondering that a moment, I'm going to entice you so heavily with this week's cafecito shout out. I was so excited to finally make it to this cafe, even though I had been noshing on their goodies for years. A little hint. The bakery and cafe were started by Andres, who immigrated from Argentina. That's all I'm going to tell you. No, I'm going to tell you a little more. They honor the memories of their grandmother who taught them the love of food and cooking together. And that is such a core of our Latinx culture. Add the music, laughter, and you have any Tuesday night. I will tell you more about the amazing cafe towards the end of the podcast, so stay tuned. You will want to rush to the website and order all the things. But first, our sweet mothers, our mamacitas, and the reason we are here, literally. For the last few generations, we have been really fortunate to be part of a bigger world. People have had the freedom to move around, borders are more open, and families have either been started in or moved to other countries. People move for a variety of reasons. I think love is the biggest one. But there's the desire to live differently or for capturing a dream. All of those are so core to a person's identity that moving to a different part of the world is life-filling. There's also the frightening need, though. Relocation due to war or strife and moving becomes a part of safety and survival, a chance to begin again. In all those situations, mothers are determined to make a good life for their children in the only way they know how. They bring generations of knowledge and cultural traditions with them because that is their identity. Now, depending on what age they move, their identity may be fixed rather than fluid and adaptable. And the same is true for us, their children. We're either born native to the country or we move when we're older. In either case, we assume we should assimilate into the country where we live, 
which seems natural and easy to do, but it's not. Because when you think of culture, you think of food and music, social settings, which are all exciting and different. But there's also the cultural aspect of rules, discipline, and expectations. Those are usually ones that people don't see outside of the family. And that's when these two worlds collide. Oof. It gets really difficult to navigate our lives between the two cultures. Joining the local social settings often collide with family cultural rules. Clothes, dating, friends all fly into the brick wall of our mama's raised eyebrow. Now, we could just rebel and do what we want to fit in. But honestly, I feel that doesn't do justice to what our mothers have already endured. Now, I got in a lot of trouble for not obeying my mom, so I'm not saying do as you're told. You have to find your life within the umbrella of hers and the family. Still, how can we find that happy place where both generations understand each other and can support the dream? First, it's so necessary to understand where you are in your diversity. Much of how this podcast started was the realization that we are not just the next version of our parents. We have generations of personalities in us and DNA that may have never showed up before. That's always a tricky one. So take a moment. Check in with your diversity. Is it so much a part of you that it's your outward identity? Or do you love being part of it but are a different version? There's no right or wrong answer, but it helps understand what you feel compelled to bring forward and what you're okay with leaving behind. And both of those are for your own well being for your own ability to deal, because there's a lot going on on any given day. Generational evolution is a real thing, so we're not doing things exactly the same from one generation to the next. And that's a very healthy thing. We have seen what happens when children are indoctrinated with the beliefs of parents, often based on irrelevant truths. But still, for as much as you may identify with some DNA that isn't directly from your parents, others might have. So really, in order to find comfort in our diversity, we should assume that everyone is their own version of their culture. And what brings us close together, both within a culture and between cultures, is our common love for the core components. This is where we find common ground with our mothers, too. It tends to be easier to find that common ground with our grandmothers. <laughs> In any culture, those grandmothers are a blessing. That's just unconditional love without rules. But still, 
find what resonates between you and your mother when it comes to your culture. Find the common loves, and from there, you can visit the differences. You will always have that shared love to come back to, especially when things get stretched thin. Consider, though, that you're still evolving into your whole person. Even though you may not need or want something in this moment, there may be need for it later in order to become the person you were born to be. You may not want to engage in a cultural aspect because it causes conflict in your current daily life. But is this a temporary moment related to age and social circles that are in flux? Or is this truly who you are? This makes life a little tricky. There are many things that we pass through as we evolve, as we mature, but there are many that stay relevant and valuable. It is not easy being human, ladies. It's always a dance, moving through, pulling back, going to the left, going to the right. We are in a constant motion. So the safer bet would be to become knowledgeable on the core aspects of cultural identity, aspects that define the culture. Now, they may shift based on trend or opinion, but they will be the last to disappear from the culture. And with it, the culture is lost. For instance, in the Latina culture, gathering and cooking together is emblematic of the culture. But even more so, it's the core of the family. And this is the time when music gets turned up, people start dancing, and aromas of amazing food start swirling. Recipes aren't written down. They're passed down during these moments. They're learned by watching and chatting from childhood, sitting on the counter or alongside at the table. Generations of secret recipes get handed down. Regional specialties not known around the world. Ingredients native to the origin. All these get shared over moments together. The beauty of this moment of diversity can easily get lost in a different culture. And with it, all the secrets from generations of family and heritage. If you're raised in a country that doesn't carry the same cultural core, then that aspect, like cooking together, can make you feel different. Not in a special kind of way, but in a way that makes you feel awkward and vulnerable. Being asked to cook together may have seemed old-fashioned, something women did while the men were doing cooler things. Or it could have interfered with your social life of hanging out with friends. If they weren't of the same culture, then they wouldn't support the action and may even have teased or taunted you about it. Ooh, remember those episodes? <laughs> Fill in the blank. You got teased and taunted. But probably the most common reason for not joining in with your mother 
Any guesses, lady? You were told you weren't doing it right. <laughs> Guaranteed. The day my mother told me my ceviche was better than hers, I asked her to write it down, sign it. I wanted evidence. If the reward for trying to join the women in the kitchen was to be told you weren't doing it right, and you're thinking, I just left all my friends behind, then yes, probably not going to be your first choice. Thankfully, evolution keeps moving. We continue to mature into our true selves. The things that may have had you step away from your cultural identity to blend into the culture around you may not seem as threatening later on. In fact, they may be exactly what you need. For instance, let's play out the cooking example. Say you bolted, didn't want to be part of the old-fashioned scene, and wanted to hang out with your friends. A perfect scenario for meeting all sorts of people and opportunities and living your full use while you have it. And you continue through life, engaging in that culture around you until the idea of hanging out is no longer happening. Your friends have grown into their next phase of the culture, which doesn't hang out. They stay home. So now you're home alone, in your own home, and that DNA raises its head and it's telling you, hey, what happened to all the fun? I thought we were going to keep having fun. The beauty of this is you, your DNA, your life links, still want to have fun by socializing, surrounded by people. Hmm. If only you had some place to find it so many years later. Any guesses? Your mama's kitchen. She's still there, surrounded by family and friends, music playing, laughing, and arguing all at the same time. You have the best of both worlds. The lively youth where socializing happens outside the home, and then the lively home where everyone is invited in, regardless of connection. But it's not always the cheery ending, right? This can play out differently, too. It's not an automatic that your cultural identity calls you back to traditions, especially if the expectations are too high or unjust. Totally understand this for so many reasons. Ones like these tend to take a long time to play out because you either give a benefit of the doubt for staying with it or you keep staying away from it and peering back in, saying, is it getting any better? For instance, in many cultures, women are expected to be the caring ones for parents, children, partners. There is not enough bandwidth, ladies to care for all of these people without it impacting us irreparably. This was a concept based on women being home because they weren't allowed to have a career outside the house. 
Caring for people is a career of its own at all the various life phases. So when women were finally allowed, legally allowed, to follow their dreams, society still wasn't prepared to support them. And so this expectation remained. Both of these cultural aspects seem to be asking too much at the time they're occurring. There's no way we're going to be the odd one out and not have friends when we're teenagers. And there's no way we're going to care for our children and our parents at the same time as our careers. Or is there? That is the question to carry with you throughout life and to pull out when you feel your culture, your mother, is asking too much of you. This question is the scale to measure your own expectations so that you're prepared for the answer, whatever it turns out to be. We have a lifetime to live out our true narrative, so we need not choose one or the other right now. We can live among the cultures in the way that nurtures us. Still, it's necessary to capture the cultural knowledge while it's here, while it's part of the family and friends, because once our connection is gone, the stories and knowledge are lost. But it's really difficult to be that first generation out when you're expected to be both proficient at your cultural identity for its language, traditions, roles, and proficient in the culture you're raised in. These are two completely different worlds that when they're together, they have so many conflicts. The easier decision is to leave your diversity behind and assimilate. There you'll get the least amount of resistance. When you try to straddle both worlds, it can make you feel like you don't belong in either. But that's not true, ladies. Not true. You do belong. Put the expectations aside and see the beauty that resonates within you through your own lens. You are the next iteration of a vibrant culture based in love and happiness and community. You are the vessel to carry the culture forward in whatever way you can. All of it is valid, appreciated, cherished. As a community, every little piece adds to a larger understanding and representation. So you don't need to put the burden all on yourself to be fully representative of your culture. That tends to be the biggest component, and you hear it a lot when people speak to it. Oh, I didn't know the language, therefore I'm not as much. Oh, I don't know that tradition, therefore I'm not as much. You are everything. Now think about all the other expectations are asks that are placed on you. Are there any that might cause regret if you don't fulfill them? Would you regret not knowing your mother? Her stories, what made her laugh? What she remembers of childhood? 
Does she hold the answer to the questions that are in your head and can put you at ease? Wouldn't you want to know? Even a little bit? Because here's the thing. The representation of multiple cultures in one person is a powerful presence. So much of the world is swirling inside one person, effortlessly. The soul wants to live this out loud, joyfully. It's the brain that shuts it down, out of fear and vulnerability. The soul is strong standing alone in it. So if we come from multiple cultures and choose not to represent even a small bit of this diversity, how can we expect diversity to be embraced? How can we expect others to embrace diversity if we can't embrace it ourselves? If we feel at odds with our own identity, how can we expect others to be comfortable with it? Yes, we do have an expectation placed upon us, but therefore also the gift to make this world closer by sharing it with others. Learning to push past the stigma and embrace the cultural identity that resonates within may complete you one day. It's imperative to live some part of it out loud, to keep it alive and pass it on, even if it's not for you to thrive fully on. Your representation may attract someone who adds to it, or they see you as the missing piece of their own cultural identity. The threat of losing language, knowledge, traditions intensifies if we dismiss the culture altogether. Rather than bringing it forward in relevancy and the power of identity, in whatever way we can. So, when you feel your mother is asking too much from you, consider if what she is really asking is representation. Perhaps it's her way of asking, please remember me and who I come from who you come from. Once you embrace your true narrative, you control what you do with it, not the other way around. It should fuel you to go confidently out in the world. But if it doesn't, that's okay too. Learn what you can and keep it with you for the person who may want to know more one day. Who knows, it may be an older version of yourself, and she will thank you. Now, for the cafecito moments. Everyone sit back in their sofas. I hope you're following the hints on our Instagram stories. And if you missed them, remember to find them in our highlights on our profile there. The cute little cafecito. Now, this week's adventure was like winning the lotto. I'm focusing my cafecito moments for Sunday after church, so I try to find ones within walking distance. So thank you, Google Maps, for literally mapping them all out. My discovery? The Wooden Table Cafe in Oakland. Did you guess right, based on all the Instagram stories? 
I gave a lot of hints. The Wooden Table Cafe is an extension of the bakery that was founded by Andres. The bakery sources the cafe to sell empanadas and alfajores. Now, empanadas are those scrumptious, savory pastries with a plethora of fillings. And the alfajores are sweet sandwich cookies filled with dulce de leche. It's heaven in there. All the butter. <laughs> now, the thing about foods that we relish from other countries and cultures is that the ingredients or the recipes, like we said, may get lost in translation or the ingredients can't be found here. And so they start revising the recipes to be available here. Well, that's not the case at Wooden Table. These recipes are from the source. Andres Abuelita. Yes. What would the world be without grandmothers? And their mother makes a lot of the items for sale in the cafe. There's two walls filled of all the goodies to buy. And that's not even including the food. All of this is available online. And you can access their website through the link on this transcript on our website at thelinks.com. And living true to themselves in full diversity, Andres is fully inclusive in their hiring practices. Sources only non-GMO foods and everything is served in compostable and recyclable products. I mean, it is the whole picture. Talk about Mother Earth. Talk about caring. Talk about living true in your cultural identity. They have it all. So please support their fabulous Argentinian business that they graciously have brought here to share with us. Check out the Wooden Table Bakery located in Oakland, California, where you can buy everything on their online store. Oh, you're going to love the pictures in our Instagram highlights for this cafe. If you miss them, go take a look. Everything is so beautiful and luscious. Remember to tag Lifelinks in your favorite cafecito moments and take a look on the website for each episode's transcripts and the articles linked to what you've heard here today. And share the love of this podcast, ladies, with your friends and family. And please leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts so we can stay in conversations. Step into your truth, ladies. We love you. Ciao. Really appreciate the time we take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at Lifelinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!